Yep. Coming up on this week's edition of the Small Market Podcast, MSU lands their fish. And we also talk validity of the All-Star Game. Stay tuned. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Small Market Podcast with your hosts, Andy and AJ. We're back again, and uh, we'd like to formally apologize for all our sound issues. I swear to God, we will get this worked out. We'll get it figured out. Yeah, yeah. we're working on it. It's coming along. <laughs> it's coming along. Slowly but surely. We're going to get that sweet, sweet... Uh, Chocolate um, audio. Yeah. <laughs> right. The, uh, the, what is it, Nonprofit. Money, right? The nonprofit money. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what we're grasping for. That's is that yeah. nonprofit money? So, uh, but until then, we've got plenty to discuss. Um, MSU finally found their man. They got uh, Mel Tucker. Right yep. after swinging and missing on Luke Fickle. Yes, uh, it looked like I, I was fully expecting to come into this podcast with this whole thing being an absolute circus. I mean, you had one of the regents from MSU call Fickle a waffling snowflake um i just this this thing was going downhill real fast and then in the middle of the night i wake up and mel tucker is the man yeah they've got a guy they got a guy and and they got a guy that's young Mm -hmm. has tons of experience yep and he's got the nick saban seal of approval yeah he's been with nick saban at msu at lsu and at alabama yeah. Uh, he's made his rounds in the NFL as a defensive coordinator for the Browns. He's got a really, really good resume. Um, and I just think if you're going to swing on us on, on your top guy and this is your second guy, or this guy you end up getting, I think this is really good. Because what it was looking like is this was going to be an absolute circus. And I was going to be sitting here saying, you guys got Pat Shermer or right. Brett Bielema. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, you know, exactly. I mean, just just a dump, you know, retreads. We, yeah, and I don't know if you heard any of his press conference, Andy, but um, I I was impressed on that alone because he just talked about his passion for Michigan State and how he wanted to be there. And I think that's that's what, uh, what um, MSU really needed. That's what Lansing needed was a guy that wants to be there whether that's true or not, now keep in mind he's getting double well, salary. Sure. He's getting he's getting a lot more. But whether like you said, whether well, whether or not that's true, that's what was needed with all the bad publicity they got surrounding right. this entire situation. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, uh you gotta believe that they have like a go- a great marketing or or PR team behind them. Um I mean it's Michigan State. You know, so right, <laughs> they they have to, you know, well, to, to take care of that stuff. So, well, they did the, here, right. <laughs> they did the right thing. They looked like a bunch of bumbling morons going into yes. this, and yeah. I think what Spartans fans should take from this more than getting uh, necessarily Mel Tucker himself is that for once the Spartans made the right move. A typical Spartans move is to settle for a Pat Shermer, 
Right. Yeah. And just and just you're gonna pay a minimal money. You're doing the bare minimum. You know what I mean? But they went out and they said, "All right, we're gonna spend big. We're gonna spend like the big boys, like the Ohio States, like right. like the Michigans. You know, when they gave Jim Harbaugh just a truckload of cash. Well, they, they did that. They did that, and then they doubled his salaries." That he's allowed to use for his assistance. Right, his coaching pool. His coaching pool. Yeah. And and they said, hey, we want to roll with the big boys. We've been there. We've won. We, we're going to spend like it now. And that should be one of the biggest positives coming out of this for Spartans fans. Absolutely. Well, Andy, don't you think that they're kind of taking a cue um, from Michigan? I mean, this is, a, <laughs> this is a really dumb rhetorical question, but they're taking a cue from Michigan as far as like, okay, Michigan is kind of following in this path of um, uh, we, we've got to hire like a legacy. We're hiring uh, a guy who has ties to here and who <clears throat> we're expecting to, to be here for, for years, not just, not just this year, but for 10, 15, maybe 20 years, you know, for a guy to, to raise his family here and stuff. And um like when U of M got Jim Harbaugh or Jim, you know, or Beeline, they know that that guy there it's with the expectation that those people are going to stay there for many years because it is a, it's a good job to have. It's a destination job amongst exactly. college, amongst universities. Right. And, and I agree. I think they did possibly kind of take that cue and say, Hey, we're going to get a guy that's been here before, you mm-hmm. know, he coached um, under Saban here before um, we're going to get him to come back. So he's familiar with it. I mean, it's been a while, but he is familiar with it. He's young. Uh, he's energetic. He's passionate about what he does. If he has any kind of success, you're already paying him a bunch. Right. You, you can easily continue that. If you can continue that pay, then you've rolled a coach that won you championships into him. If he can win you championships, now you're getting this now to the point where you could be a destination program for the guy that comes after him, which hopefully, ideally in that situation, like you said, isn't for another 15, 20 years. You know what I mean? You hold on to this guy for a long time and he creates a name for himself and as well as the university builds up their brand. Right. And I think that's what they're going for, you know, and, and, and a, a brand for himself and a, a legacy for himself. So you see this, okay. Then we start referring to him or to this, this time period as, um, oh, not the not the 2020s, but the Mel Tucker era of, of Michigan State football. That's, right? what, you, that's what you're going for. That's what you want. Because, I mean, we, you know, Mark D'Antonio was a was, uh, was he a great coach because he he was a great coach or was he a great coach because he was at Michigan State and all the things that they accomplished at Michigan State. And you want to recognize him as this is a, uh, a guy um, – that is going to make a name for himself, make a brand for himself. You know, when you think of Bo, Sh- you know, Schembechler, that's a, that's not just a, a, a name. Uh, he wasn't just a Michigan football coach. He was an era in Michigan a, history. Yeah, it was, you an know? Era. it spanned so long. It right. had so much success. When you think of, when you think of Bo Schembechler, you think of Michigan. Exactly. When you think of Michigan, for football, the first name of the high has Bo Schembeck. I mean, they go right. hand in hand, and they're just kind of associated with each other in that era. And Lance, Lansing has a little bit of that as far as, you know, Tom Izzo, you know? Yeah, when you think of Michigan right. State basketball, it's it's Tom, yeah. you know, exactly. and vice versa. You think of Tom Izzo, you think of a guy that bleeds 
Spartan Green. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. What else can we say about Mel Tucker? Uh, he, we know he got a, <laughs> a large he, sum of money. He got a large sum of money. He had he, leverage on him because they swung and missed on Fickle. Right. And they had to. I mean, otherwise you're settling. That's true. And and you and he got this large car, coaching pool, so he can basically cherry pick who he wants for his for his coaching staff, right? So mm-hmm. now, how big of a slap in the face is that to Dan Todio? I mean, well, <laughs> is it? I mean, I guess. Well, it, it could be construed that way. I can I construe it that way. Yeah, but I, at the same time, if you're Mark D'Antonio and you've won these championships, why don't you just go ask for more money if you need to? That's why did, why last year when Michigan's out there grabbing Josh Gaddis, getting a new offensive coordinator and spending the money, going and getting the shiny new car, why are you just rotating the tires on your used POS and just changing right. the coaching positions for your current coaches? True. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, go out and get somebody different. Mark, fire some of these guys that aren't doing their jobs to the best of what or to your expectations. But he didn't. You know, he... It's like almost like a president in a lame duck session. You just ain't well, doing anything. It's a uh, yeah, and it's he's m- probably be more political than he needs to or should be. If you're a head football coach, you need the guys that are going to help you get the job done. Not well, they're my friends and they've been here a long time, and we need to we're loyal to them. Yeah, you know, we're loyalty loyal goes. Loyalty's nice. It goes a little right. Nice, sure. Yeah, but if. if you know, if the guys around you are not helping you get the job done, um, as far as, a, like, politics is a different thing, you know, and this isn't a political podcast. Uh, but I'll tell you that <laughs> our president gets rid of his, the guys around him a whole lot more fluidly than uh, D'Antonio ever did with the guys around him. And, um, and you know, D'Antonio definitely could have gotten away with that. He, he could have. He could have got rid of guys. You know? He could have brought guys in if he needed more money. Absolutely. After seeing what they did from Mel Tucker, Mark, you won three. Yeah. Big Ten championships. Yep. You were in the college football playoff. Go get them. Go right. get the money. Tell yeah. them you want the money. You and Tom Izzo run that university. Right. Get exactly. what you want out of it. Exactly. Exactly. You know, to achieve what you want to achieve. Instead, you just kind of let yourself flounder. Right. And you're in this situation. And then, and, and we were speculating last week that it was because he left abruptly because of the allegations. Mm-hmm. But now it's coming out that it wasn't the allegations about recruiting violations and stuff. It was because right. he was un- under the understanding with the administration that he was going to finish out this coming year. And he'd be able to name his successor. Right. Then he found yeah. out they went and they hired a, a coach, a searching firm or whatever, to, to look for coaches. Like a, like a recruiting his, firm, right? Yeah, yeah, behind his back. And that's when he brought the hammer down and said, I'm done. And really stuck it to him. And yeah. I, I don't blame him. Right. You know? Yeah, I don't either. But yeah. at the same time, kind of brought it on himself. He wouldn't be in this position if he hadn't floundered with his buddies and stuff. Right. Yeah, you don't, uh, you know, part of me thinks, okay, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think he's, uh, that was a, a, you know, a power move and, you know, passive aggressiveness where he's just like not, you know, not asking for what he wanted or what he felt he needed and just, okay, fine, then then I'll just resign, you know, where he could have probably talked to administration or his, his AD and said, 
look, this is what I'm thinking, or this is what I want. This is, you know, and I'd really like for you to help me make it happen. Yeah, like but, this is what we need to continue right. to be competitive with the Ohio states of the world. Exactly. And instead, and instead just springing on, well, I'm going to resign instead. I still kind of maintain, you know, whether that's just a theory that we had last week or not, that there's something going on because we, I, we all know, you and I both know, Andy, like resignation on the spot does not fare well. You know, it mm. doesn't bode well. It doesn't look good. That's, you the know, optics are shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's absolutely like, it looks like you did something wrong. So, you know, I still kind of maintain there might've been something there behind the scenes. We don't know that. And we could be completely off base. And sometimes I, I am right. Well, <laughs> right. And I do like this story better. You know, I really like this story better than what we were talking what about. We were thinking it was exactly. And, um, but, uh, it's, I don't know. Well, they, they got the guy they wanted and, um, we're moving on and, uh, hopefully he fares well. Hopefully he does create a, a legacy and an era for himself. Um, we'll be right back after this short, short break uh, right here on the Small Market Podcast. Welcome back. Welcome, welcome back to the Small Market Podcast. Sports ball. <laughs> I hope you guys heard that. That's uh, uh, entirely inappropriate, but I was just cracking a root beer here. and uh, It's an entirely inappropriate show at times. So Yeah, yeah. It, it's just minus the swearing. We have no, we have no curse words because we got to make it to church on Sunday, right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, we have another topic we wanted to move to. Uh, the NBA. Um, I don't know if you caught any of the NBA this weekend. It was the All-Star break. Um, in, in the major leagues, they have, I think they do it in the NFL as well, they have a representative from every team in the league. Which I think is an awesome idea because it gives somebody from every every market, big or small, no matter who you are, an opportunity to to watch and enjoy the game and see your guy, see your hometown guy, see Shane Green from the Detroit Tigers, you know, out of the bullpen closing it down, exactly you know. playing in the All Star game. Might not be the best player in the league, but he's it kind of gives you a little bit of a taste of he's he deserves to be there. He's the best from our team, you know, that particular year anyways. Right. Yeah, <laughs> Is that I fair? Just, yeah. No, that, that's, that's what they do. But it just, it takes me back to the conversation we had a long time ago about the hall of fame. Or is it relative yeah. to, oh, now Harold Baines is in. Oh, is it the hall of very good? Or is no. it going to be the hall of fame? So now, it's all it's relative so like this is the best player we got from our team and don't get me wrong like i think like for the tigers shane green i feel legitimately whether he was on a, just a 
bomb of a team like the Tigers or not, he deserved to be there legitimately. Sure. Um, but bringing up the Hall of Fame, we well, kind of wade into that well, territory where we could make this another, a whole half hour episode. Well, okay, I don't want to go <laughs> that far into it. Right. But what I'm saying is there, in the NBA, is, is that the same? I mean, do you look at the Pistons and do you say, well, there's somebody who legitimately deserved to be there That's because, a, who are you going to say, Andre Drummond? That's a fair argument. I get that because, right, we you can make the case, okay, the Pistons are a dumpster fire. But I'll tell you what, they're not as big a dumpster fire as some of the other teams in the NBA. That's true. So who are you, you know? taking from all those teams that are just dumpster <clears throat> well, fires? And like, did the Cavs have somebody in? Right. Well, you could put it in Kevin Love, you know. I'd say Kevin Love or uh, who else is out there? Um yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not as oh, familiar with the Cleveland scene, but still. But look, I, I you're going to tell me you're going to have the the All Star game in Chicago, and you're not going to invite Derrick Rose to to that All Star game. That well, guy is, I know was a staple for the Chicago Bulls for for years, and and he grew up in Chicago, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Well, look at how watered down this argument is. If that's <laughs> if that's your thinking of why a guy should get to an all-star game, Dude. I'm going to punch my ticket for the next time it comes to Detroit. No, look, seriously. But during the intro and all the pageantry and stuff. They, did, the, they, they mentioned him. They they mentioned did, Derek he Rose. was on that. Yeah. So, like, I I feel like, okay, he doesn't get an invite, really. Okay, you don't, so you're I not going to have a representative if, if you're from. Gonna have, yes, if you're going to have one from every team. Derrick Rose would have to be the one from Detroit yeah. because it's in Chicago and because he was having a good year right? for his standards. But is it really on the level of – And I'm not a Derrick Rose guy. I know you're not, which is really yeah. weird. I don't know why you're advocating for him. <laughs> right. Maybe he had too many of them goddamn rookies before the show. I just I wanted to have – I just want to see someone from the Pistons there. I want to see someone, even if he's coming off the bench, just represented. You, you better know? call Tom Gores and tell him to get some effing players. <laughs> well, maybe we need to, like, yeah, I don't know. There's a, That's a whole discussion that needs to, okay, that, to yeah, be we'll, had. We'll show that one aside. You know, but it, as far as, like, we, I always go back to the, the PR thing. You know, not only was he... Is there the Chicago ties? Now I understand. Okay, if Derrick Rose was injured again, because I hated it looks seeing like him, he might be right because I hated seeing him in, or you know hearing about how wonderful he was in Chicago when the man was you know essentially a shoe salesman. That was it. I mean, he just he was a brand and uh, like a household name in Chicago, and that was about it. And not I, he was a good player when he was playing and not hurt, but that was, but was you know few and far between. And um, so then he comes to Detroit and kind of proves me wrong. And he's he shows what a, a great scorer he is, what a, an elite player he is. And the guy's having an MVP season in a team that's god awful. And, uh, you know, I kind of feel like that that deserves a nod. Bring him out, even if he only plays for two minutes, you know? He could be a guy that you could say, yeah, he made the bench. Yeah, I mean, I I, I guess I can see that. I can see that. Because they're even going to rotate the bench players in and out. If I'm arguing against that, I guess I am just arguing to be a dick. But (laughs) No, I appreciate the argument, the devil's advocate argument, you know? Yeah, but I guess I just, but when you phrase it as he's the best from our team, 
is like that. That's a bad way to okay. phrase it. I would say because that makes right. me think, "Hey, man, like this is the best we got, and well, we're, we're yeah. the worst team in the league." <laughs> and this guy, you know, well, who? Okay, who is the best from our team then? Right now, I you don't, right now. If he was healthy, you'd have to go with Derrick Rose. Right? Yeah, you'd have to say Derrick Rose, and I think he gets in. But and, and so if that's going to be the scenario, then yeah, he gets in and he just he's an injured. You know, he doesn't play because he's injured, but he actually gets to stand right. down there with everybody yeah. and get picked like everybody else. Um, exactly. I, I feel like that's that's enough of a case. And, you know, I'm looking at the – I was looking at the roster, and I didn't see – like there – for the NBA, there is no um, requirement for – we're looking at it right now. There's no requirement for a representative from every team. Yeah, there's no piston there, right? No, I am no, I overlooking it? No, there's Not, definitely no pistons there. Yeah, I mean there, and there's. Uh, did I just see a cab somewhere? Um, no cab, I don't think. There's somebody from OK. You know, Chris Paul is that up there. Uh, okay, so I guess if Chris Paul is making it, then you can make the argument that Derrick Rose should be there <laughs> right. for the Pistons. I mean, nothing against Chris Paul. Um, Brandon Ingram from know, the Pelicans is in there. Because his numbers, if you look at his numbers, 17.5 points a game, 6.6 6. 6, uh, assists per game. Yeah. Uh, you, you're right on par. Right. You know what I mean? Or Ben Simmons. You know, Ben Simmons is 16.9. He was eight, a reserve. Almost 8.5 assists. Right. Almost 8 rebounds. Yeah. I mean, you're there. He... I don't know what I was thinking. He deserves to be there. I think just amongst – it's just my frustration with how bad the Pistons are, and it's like, well – Right. And my thought is, hey, if you don't get in, you don't get in. Obviously, you didn't deserve it. Right. Is well, my thought. I get that. I get that, but I feel like the NBA could do a better job of kind of celebrating all their teams. Even at – you know, what's what's wrong with breaking uh, format a little bit and, okay – Well, they broke a lot of format. I mean, look at what – the all-star game is well, that now is true. compared that is to true. like 25 years ago. Yeah. And I kind of resetting I, after the quarters. I thought it was kind of neat. Yeah. You know, resetting after each quarter and you're playing for, you're playing for your team's charity, you know, a yeah. hundred thousand each quarter for their team's charity. I thought that was really cool. And yes. Yeah. I don't know how many years I've been doing this, um, but I thought that was just really cool because that gives you an incentive. Like, you know, the Pro Bowl, there's absolutely no incentive to try. Sure. You don't, there's sure. nothing to be gained, and the players aren't gaining anything. The teams themselves aren't gaining anything, but you're actually playing for a charity, so exactly. you are playing for something. And I, I love I love the team captain thing. I love the team LeBron, team Giannis. I thought that was super cool. That you is know? cool, yeah. They've been doing that for a little while now, and yeah. that, where they pick their teams, that is cool. Because there's a lot of, like, you know, I like individual players from teams. I know? could do without... And this is going to sound, I'll probably get crucified for this. I didn't like the fact that they were like, all right, we're going to take whatever the score is. At, we're going to play to play to a certain score in the fourth quarter until 24 for Kobe's number. Okay, you did yeah. the pageantry before the thing for David Stern and Kobe Bryant. Um, everybody around the league has been doing stuff for games. I just didn't, I just thought it was a, over the top. I didn't. There was a. I just was like, we're playing the twenty four now. From whatever our score was, I just I didn't dig it. Right, understand? Okay, I I can. I and it's can not against Kobe. That. It's not. It's not. I didn't dig it out of a malicious thing. I just 
Sure. It's just like, really? Why? You know, I, I get it. You, I, you're doing a tribute, but we've been doing tributes. Like, right. Non and they'll continue. But I, I think it's because of, I mean, we can't even argue the impact the guy had on the game. You well, know? no, I can't, you can't argue yeah. the impact he had in the game. Yeah. He um, was, and I, I, but I love the idea the Jersey idea where, um, half, like one team was wearing all 24s and the other team was wearing all twos. I thought yeah. that was really cool. Um, I, it would have been, I understand they were the, now we're getting nitpicky. Wow. Well, it should have been better. Yeah. yeah. This or that, 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 you know, right. Is, is what <laughs> but, I'm sounding like now, but you know, and, and I was never one of these to argue for like, well, you know, there was other people in the crash and, and oh, no, I'm not making all that, that argument, but like, but. Hey, you know, there was, wasn't there at least one other little girl on that, that there plane was, yeah. maybe where, you know, celebrate her jersey number as well, or something. That would have been kind of cool too. Find a way to do that, but I I get it. Um, you know, Gia and and Kobe were the two most notable and well known people, and they they had a direct tie to the NBA. I understand mm -hmm. that, I, and I thought that was great. And I love the tributes to Kobe and stuff. I I liked it. Um, I guess that is that is a bit over the top with the score <laughs> yeah but but to but do get, the, the violations the the 24 second violation and oh, the eight yeah. second violation and stuff um i get it they've been doing that right that, oh yeah they've been doing so, that a lot of games you, now quit off that topic but dealing with the all-star game you know they got the slam dunk contest <laughs> what they right. should have in the three-point contest what i want to see i want to see a tournament of horse yeah that would be cool as hell. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah. You pair up. Let's say you got uh, 12 people that qualify for it. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know how you'd broadcast this because it probably would take a while. <laughs> and you'd probably tweak it. Maybe you do team style or something. But I was just coming off the top of my head right at this exact moment is you pair them up, uh, you know, and they play against each other in horse. And then the next person moves. You know, it's like a tournament. Yeah. And you move on to the next round. The next round <laughs> to the final two. You might have to change that to where it's team style. That way it's just one game being broadcast unless the horse would be short enough. It's hard. It's hard. You'd have right. to keep people's interest long enough but not be over the top long in this whole exactly. thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That would cool. be you fun. come up with trick shots. Like, well, you shoot from half court oh, and then somebody makes it. And then they do like answers or something. You know, like, hey, <laughs> yeah, I remember playing horse against my brother and stuff when we were kids. Yeah. That might be different. You know what I mean? More playground right. style. I think they like a skills competition in hockey, for right? All Star game, you know. I think some of those guys might fall would would get a whole lot of um, criticism, you know, if it's a real simple shot and they miss it. <laughs> you know, that's the you're gonna be like, right "Are you kidding oh, me, man, dude? <laughs> how does he? How did he miss it? Of course, we, you know, we never criticize them for missing a dunk. I mean, we do sometimes, but not as much as I think we should. To me. If you're you're six five, how are you ever missing a dunk ever, especially well, in a really dunk contest? So, well, when, when you dunk contest, you get <laughs> right? really fancy, and so you're you're stretching the limitations of your ability. Oh, you know what I mean? Like some of them, they're man. going up in the air and they're putting the ball between their legs oh, and around right. their back and behind their head, and then they finally do the dunk. I I'm lucky if I can touch the rim. That's true. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if the dude misses that. Once in a while, 
hey, man, you're still light years ahead of where I'll ever be in my life unless I get a trampoline. True. I, I'm lucky if I can touch them that, Andy. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I, I thought it was cool. I, I liked uh, those tributes. I enjoyed the All-Star Game and all the festivities and the pageantry, especially like that they renamed the MVP award after Kobe. I thought that, that was cool. That too. was super cool. That, yeah. yeah. That was necessary. I know they were talking about changing the logo. I don't know if I was 100% behind that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, But naming that after Kobe, without a doubt, is something that is really cool and definitely should be done. Absolutely. Well, we just want to thank you all for tuning in. Uh, This is the Small Market Podcast with your hosts, Andy and AJ. And we'll see you next week. Sports Wall.